Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Get a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. We try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we serve our Lord. I know the last two weeks I haven't recorded. It's been so busy here. You know, I've been out of town. I've been have. You know, other things going on, so I'm sorry for the delay for the last couple of weeks, but we're going to try to start getting back on track here, all right? And so, what we want to talk about this week, we want to talk about, I'm tired, it's over. I'm tired, it's over. Well, what do you mean it's over? There was a time, uh, let's see, probably six years ago, seven years ago, something like that. Um, we were living in a certain place and, you know, I remember walking to school and this was during the time where, uh, like camp started to come around and all the other stuff and we couldn't go, uh, because we had recently moved and we'd been to this place for a while. And I remember walking to school and as I'm walking through the woods, I just stopped. And as I'm walking, I said, man, it, it's over. You know, like it's because in my mind, I didn't picture a situation where anything could ever be what it used to be or, you know, the future is not going to be as as good as the past was. And so I remember walking to school just like it's over. It's completely over. You ever you ever had that in your life before to where you're doing whatever you're doing and it might be something that you just do all the time. It's just. It's so repetitive and you do the same things every single day and you just, you look around sometimes, you're like, what am I doing? Like it's, it's, it's over. And and as I thought about that topic, I was thinking about who, who in the scripture could have felt like that? You know, we, we, um, you know, and it's, it's not a bad thing at all to, um, to look at, you know, certain characters in the scripture as heroes, but they've all had their flaws and they've all felt the things that we felt. But today I want to look at Job chapter 10. And again, before we start, if you want to listen to more of the podcast, you can listen on Spotify. You can listen on iTunes as long as it's up. (laughs) You know, you can listen to uh, the podcast on the podcast app on your iPhone. And also for you Android users, I believe uh, we are now on iHeartRadio, which you can listen to that on iHeartRadio's app or uh, you can listen to it on your phone, whether it's Android or iPhone. So we tried to get that issue fixed with uh, the Android users as well. And so let's go to Job chapter 10. Now, for those, again, that don't know the account of Job, you have to remember, um, you know, Job lost everything. And, and so after he lost everything, then his friends are telling him why he lost it. Other people are saying, well, you lost this because you're not this type of man. So the Lord's trying to teach you a lesson. And he's hearing all this stuff. And I want you to notice what Job says in Job chapter 10. And we're going to kind of skip around here just so we can understand the attitude of Job. Notice this. Verse number one. My soul is weary of my life. 
What a way to start a chapter. Remember what we're talking about today. We're talking about I'm tired. It's it's over. It's over. Life as I know it is over. I'm never going to be this again. Things will never be like this again. It's over. You know, Job at this time, can you imagine just him sitting there with those boils on him and he's sitting there, he lost his friends, he lost his family, he lost everything, he lost his position and he's just, man, my soul is just tired of life. And notice, I will leave my complaint upon myself. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. Watch verse two. It's very important. I will say unto God, do not condemn me. Show me wherefore thou contendest with me. Lord, please show me why things are happening in my life the way that they're happening. Why can't you? Why aren't you talking to me now? Let's let's get this point here. Remember, at this time, we're in the patriarchal age. Which meant at this time that the Lord could speak directly uh, to whoever he wanted to speak to. And so remember, he spoke to Abraham. He spoke to Moses. He spoke to all these people. And remember in Job chapter 1, he was a perfect and upright man. And remember, he gave sacrifices to his children just in case they sinned, right? He did all this stuff with God. And you can imply through the text that the Lord may have spoken to Job before when he had all his riches, when he had his family, when he had his position, when he had his health, when he had all that. But now the one person that you that you talk to, all this evil is happening in your life. And then now God is silent. Think about it like this. You ever had a, a friend you used to talk to all the time, but now you don't talk to him anymore? It feels weird, doesn't it? Not necessarily bad, you know, but it just it's it just feels weird, right? You know, you're you're used to talking to this person and now you don't hear from them at all, right? And and so think about Job. Lord, we commute. I used to talk with you. But now you're doing all this stuff to me and you're silent? Imagine the feeling that Job feels, man, God, first of all, Lord, I just, I'm tired of my life. Then at the same time, then he says, Lord, why are you even doing this? Why are you, why are you contending with me? I'm, I'm your friend. Why, why are you being mad at me for you ever had that happen? You know, someone, whether right or wrong, they don't talk to you because they think you're contending with them. I'm not contending with you at all i'm your friend so why, why are you fighting with me lord then notice let's keep going is it good to you that you should oppress that you should despise the work of of thine hands and shine upon the counsel of the wicked have you seen the eyes of flesh or sees thou as man sees are thy days as the days of man are thy years as thy man's days thou inquires after my iniquity and you search after my sin but watch verse 7. Lord, you know this. You know I'm not wicked. And there is none that can deliver out of your hand. Your hands have made me and fashioned me together round. And yet you destroy me? <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, in this life you're going to feel. And if you haven't felt this way, as one person once told me, keep living and you'll feel it. All right. And, and so you got to. 
you got to think sometimes in, in, in this life, you're going to ask the Lord these questions. If you haven't, you will. Like, Lord, what is happening? Lord, my soul is weary of my life. Lord, let, let me give you some uh, an, an example, and I'll use myself. After I graduated from the school, for the past three years of my life, from the day I walked off that stage to whatever the date is right now, the, the 24th of June, 2019, my life has pretty much been the exact same in terms of, you know, I have to work secular, you know, as I preach, you know, to help, you know, support myself and bills and things like that. So, you know, I get up in the morning, 6 a.m., work from 6 a.m. to 3, 4, 4.30 at the latest, right? Then after you do all that work, so about 9, 10 hours of work, then you come back, come back home, you do the work that you have to do for the church, whether it's your Bible class work, whether it's online schooling full time, whether it's preaching at another congregation, whether it's preaching at a summer series, whether it's getting this thing ready, then you do that, you do all that work, and then you wake up the next day, you do it again. And then you wake up the next day and you do it again. And then you wake up the next day and do it again. Right? It, you do it, it gets to the point where you do the same thing over and over and over, and you wake up kind of expecting something new to happen tomorrow and it doesn't happen. Right. And so sometimes it feels like a, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes it feels like a hamster wheel. All right. And so think about this. You know, if I set a hamster wheel right here in front of the mic. All right. And I put that hamster in the hamster wheel. That hamster will go. Right. And he'll he'll work. He'll work. He'll work. He'll work. And he'll work. But then when he's done and he gets off that hamster wheel, where has he really moved? Absolutely nowhere. But it looks like he's moving because he's doing a bunch. But then when he gets off the wheel, I'm in the same place I was in yesterday. And then I get on the wheel tomorrow. Boom, boom, boom. Get off. I'm in the same place. I don't know about you, but ha- have you ever felt that way before? You know, you just do the same stuff. Oh, and it's not like you're doing bad stuff. You know, it's not like you're not doing anything either. You know, you're actually working towards something. You're working towards degrees. You're working towards, you know, getting yourself right financially. You're working towards being a person. You're working towards being, you know, working towards, you know, being a better Christian and preaching and teaching and learning and doing all. So it's not like you're not doing bad stuff, but the stuff that you're doing and you're doing it constantly, it feels like you're still not getting anywhere. And think about Job. Every day he gets on that wheel and he's asking the Lord what's going on. And the same thing happens every day. And at the end of the day. When he gets off the wheel, his health is still gone. His family is, his family is still gone. His friends still are going to come to him every day and say why he's wrong. And he still doesn't have what he used to have. Every single day. And then notice verse number 15. Be wicked, then woe unto me. But if I'm righteous, yet will I not lift up my head. And watch the next phrase. I am full of confusion. Therefore, look at my affliction. You know, have you ever asked the Lord that before? Lord, you know, if I'm wrong, help me to be right. But if I'm right, then why is all this happening? It's not like I'm wicked. 
I'm trying to do right, but you're rewarding to me like I am wicked. I'm, he said, look, I'm confused. And Job is saying, look, what do you, how do you see me? Forget how I see me. Lord, to you, am I wicked? Am, am I righteous? I, I don't I don't even I don't know what's going on. I'm full of confusion. Then he says, Lord, please just look at the th- look at the stuff going on. Watch verse 16. My infliction increases. You hunt me like I'm like I'm a lion and or you hunt me as a lion. And again, you show your marvels on me. You renew my witnesses against me every single day. You increase your indignation or you increase your anger towards me. Changes and war are against me. Wherefore then did you even bring me out of the womb? Oh, that I had given up the ghost and no eye had ever seen me. You know, this is kind of a different type of low, if you ever felt this before. But Job is saying essentially, Lord, I wish I wasn't even born. I wish no man ever even knew I existed. Because I I don't know what's going on. You know, a, a lot of people, they don't voice this, but they actually feel this way. You know, and I felt this way before. I felt, in a sense, I just want to kind of stay by myself. I, I really don't want to be, um, I really don't want to be seen. I just kind of want to, you remember the movie, um, you remember the movie, movie Logan that just came out? Not just came out, but probably what? I say three years ago, maybe something like that. And, and you remember, her, you know, Logan was kind of doing his own thing, and he was kind of in a in a log cabin in the middle of literally nowhere, just kind of living his own life by himself. At at one point, I was like, you know what? That that actually doesn't seem that bad. Just kind of just to stay away from everybody, not really go back uh, to the place I used to go, and just kind of kind of just be out there by myself. And and then you you remember. Um, you remember even in Lion King, right? Remember when Simba he left and he went over to uh where Timon and Pumbaa were, you know, the the Hakuna Matata days. Just kind of stay stay away just you know, never really go back to what you're used to, never really go back to other places you're so used to going. Just kind of just I'm just going to stay off to myself. I don't I don't need to go back. <laughs> what why do I need to go back? You know, and, and if you never had that feeling before, that's what Job is feeling here. He said, I, you know what? What's I really even wish I wasn't even born. You know, I kind of just want to just be by myself and notice this. Oh, that I had given up the ghost and no eye had even seen me. And then verse number 19, I should have been as though I had not even been. I should have been carried from the womb to the grave. I shouldn't have even, if this was my fate this whole time in my life, then why was I even born out of the womb? If you knew that all of this evil was going to come upon me, I should have been in the womb and someone should have taken me out of the womb straight to the grave. I shouldn't even have had the opportunity to live any type of life if this is the life I was going to live. You ever, you ever wondered that before? You know, everything you've done up to this point. Everything, think about all the positive stuff that you've done. Think of all the, the, the people that you've helped. Think about all the good things that you've, you've accomplished in your life. But then think about the, the, the pain and the affliction that you may be going through. Sometimes you'll think, man, 
why did I do all that good stuff just for all this evil to come upon me in my life? It doesn't make any sense. So he said, look, I should have just been to the grave. But watch verse 20. Are not my days few anyway? Because remember, before he said the days of men are few, right? And so he said, look, God, even if I had a great life, aren't man's days just a little bit anyway? So he said, stop then and leave me alone. Why? That I can just take comfort in these last days that I have left. You know, Lord, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you're afflicting me. I don't know why you're allowing all this pain to happen. But my days as a man in general are few. Just leave me alone for a few days. Just let me die in peace. Instead of inflicting me for no reason. Then watch this. Before I go and I won't return. Even to the land of darkness and the shadow of death. A land of darkness as darkness itself. And of the shadow of death without any order. And where the light is. As darkness. You know Job. At this point in his life. He felt like what's worth. What's worth living anymore. Job felt like. It's over. And, and sometimes you and I. I felt that way before. I felt like dude it's. I, I don't see. In the future. A situation where. Things work out, I guess. And, and I don't even know what working out means. I, you know, I'm at a point now in my life where I don't even know what the Lord can do to, um, I don't want to say make things better because it's not like I'm suffering, but at the same time, what positive is left? You know what I mean? Because you've seen so much affliction and you've been through so much in the past. And now in the future, you think, well, how can things get better? And, and, and that's what happens with us sometimes, isn't it? You think about what you have went through and what you've gone through in the past. And that's all you can see. You can't see the future. And so sometimes you're wondering, well, what's what's left? I've been through all this already. What what more could be left for me in the future that's positive? And Job is feeling that, look, Job had everything. And in his past, he had his family. In his past, he had the support of his wife. In the past, he had the support of his friends. In the past, everybody in the city, all the children, all the young men, they respected him at the gates. And that's all he knew in the past. But right now in the present, the God that he served in the past, in, in his mind, has forsaken him and left him and doesn't care about him. But the wicked are over here prospering. I don't even know if I'm wicked or righteous anymore. And so I've lost everything. I don't know what's going on. I'm full of confusion now. How am I supposed to have hope that things are going to be great tomorrow? How am I supposed to have hope that in the next three, four, five, whatever amount of years that things can be great like they were in the past? What hope do I have? And that's exactly the pain that Job was feeling. God, what? I don't even have any hope for my future. I'm tired. It's over. It's over. But, you know. 
you know, for us, when we read the book of Job, we can read the book and then we can say, well, you know, you're going to get everything back. You know, just go to Job chapter, what, 40, 42. You know, you go to Job 42, Job, you'll be blessed with double. Job, you'll do all this. Job, the people that were talking about you, you know, you'll sacrifice for them and, and you know, you'll help them and you do this and you do that. You'll get all your, your honor back. Because we can read the end of the story. But if you're Job and you think about this, I don't know if I'm going to get double. I don't even know if the Lord's going to bless me because right now I don't even know if I'm if I'm evil or if I'm righteous. You see, at this time, Job had no idea that he was going to get double. We know it because we can read it. And think about your life right now. You know, maybe you might be in that hamster wheel like I am. You have no idea if things are going to be great the next day. You have no idea if things are going to change in the next five years. Things could be the exact same for the next five years. You you don't know if you're going to get double like Job. You don't know if you're going to, you know, get double like Joseph. You don't know that. I don't know that. I can't read the end of my story. You can't read the end of your story. But here's where, and it's so hard, and I'm learning this right now. It's extremely, extremely, extremely difficult. This is where when you have moments where you feel like it's a wrap, it's curtains, you know, it, it, you just think it's over. You know, you just think there's nothing, it's, you know, it's over, right? You got to think about, think about Hebrews 11 and you got to think about that faith is evidence of things not seen. So I, up to this point, I have no evidence that things are going to be awesome in my future i've got no evidence but i have to have faith because i hope for that evidence but what's so hard is i do have evidence that i can look at and that's the evidence that i see the same stuff every day and so i have to and you have to look past the the stuff that you see to look forward to the things that you can't see and that is I don't know how these guys did it, you know, like, to be honest, I I don't, I don't, it's hard to, to comprehend how Joseph did this to, because we can, like I said before, we can, we can read the end of the book, but it's just, it's extremely tough to comprehend that all this stuff happens to Joe up, you know, they, their faith is still strong enough to go through whatever, all this stuff happens to Joe up, it's still strong enough, not say they didn't suffer. But it's still strong enough to go through it. You know, and I think they, their faith was at a level to where they felt as if, even if my situation for the rest of my life never changes, I'm still going to have faith. And, and that's, that's the goal for us. That's the goal. So even if you have faith, and as you continue to have faith, every day is still the same. Nothing changes. You still got to have faith. Even if, as you have faith, you still have hardships and, and things are hard and things, 
not necessarily don't become easier, but it just it may become harder. You still gotta have faith. You you still gotta have it, and it's it's hard, man. Like it is, it is not, it is not easy at all. But I think what this process does, it helps you. It helps you to gain. Um, it helps you gain perspective, and it helps you gain a level of patience that only this stuff can teach you. You know, like the stuff that you know you're going through, and that I'm going through. This, this is the the best teacher that you can have, because remember, patience it brings forth a lot of things. Note, notice this really quick. Let me see if I can. Um, let me find it really quick. Romans, that's where it is. Romans chapter five. And if you if you look at this, look at actually start in verse number three first. Uh, Romans chapter five, and look at verse uh, number three. And not so, but we glory. And tribulations also, knowing that tribulation works patience, and then patience works experience, and then experience ends with hope. Now remember, what is faith? Hebrews eleven one, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So before I can. I can have my mind strong enough to hope for something that I have no idea what is what's coming. I need tribulation in my life. And no matter what that tribulation is, emotional, spiritual, physical, financial, no matter what it is, I need all that stuff in my life. Because guess what emotional, spiritual, financial, all that stuff, guess what that brings? That type of tribulation brings forth patience because guess what if i'm in a situation where i cannot change my finances guess what i have to learn patience if i'm in a situation where my health is is in jeopardy and i can't do anything guess what i have to learn patience if i have an emotional problem and there's really nothing else i can do guess what i have to learn patience and so all that trouble that happens in your life and my life I need it. It's not fun and I don't want it, but I need it because that works patience. And then that patience of all those things that I'm going through and that you're going through, guess what that brings? That brings experience. Then after you've experienced that, then guess what? Then I can hope for something. And so my advice and not even mine, I'm not going to say that. The scripture's advice, the tribulation happening in your life, whatever it is, you need it. Work through it. Because remember Isaiah chapter, I believe it's chapter 40, verse 31, I believe. You're going to mount up like an eagle. You know, the eagle is the only bird that will fly through a storm. So guess what we have to do? It's necessary for my faith. I have to fly through this. I can't see the end of it. I don't even know where you're, where I'm going sometimes, but I got to keep flying through it. So do you. 
And so go through that tribulation because that works patience. And then that brings more experience in your life. And then that brings forth hope. And so you may be feeling, yeah, I'm tired. It's it's a wrap. It's over. It's not over. That's one thing that I've learned. It's not it's not over till it's over. It may seem over. There ain't no doubt about that, man. It may seem <laughs> you have those days where it might seem it's over. It's not over. It's tough, but it's not over. And so have faith because that faith will work patience or that tribulation of your faith will work patience. Then that'll work experience. And then that'll give you hope. Thanks, guys.